In the autumn season, hawks, falcons, and eagles followed an ancient path through the sky on their journey south for the winter. The same path their ancestors had flown since the first took wing in ages, long dark to memory. Their route swept down from the Northlands, along the great frothing river that flowed from the glaciers to the sea and over a cluster of small mountains. These were the Telegmar Hills of Merwell Province, located on the western border of Sacaridia. Perhaps the raptors were relieved when they saw the hills bulging on the horizon, for they were landmarks that helped guide the way, and the rising north wind gave loft to wings that had many hundreds of miles yet to fly easing the toil of their journey. They hovered on updrafts over the rounded, weathered summits, resting on air currents and keeping an eye out for prey. Maybe a stray songbird intent on its own imperative to migrate, or an unwary rodent. This year, the raptors, with their sharp vision, spotted something new and curious among the mountains. Humans. Numerous humans had taken up residence on one of the summits, There were clusters of tents and other structures among the trees and rocks, wood smoke wafting in the air, voices carried by the wind, and metal glinting in the morning sun. The raptors sensed a strange power down there, something their small bird minds could not grasp, but definitely something that ruffled their feathers. Whatever it was, the concerns of the raptors rested with their own journey south, not with the affairs of humans. They left behind the Telegmar Hills and would soon leave the land of Sacaridia to its winter, the earth wheeling beneath the trailing edges of their wings. As soon as the woman stepped out of her tent, she was greeted by the excited voices of children. They clustered around her, all chattering at once, tugging on her skirt for attention, showing her where a baby tooth was newly missing, asking her to play games or tell stories. She laughed and padded heads, the crinkles around her eyes and mouth deepening. It was a mild autumn morning, but the cold breezes swept over the top of the small mountain summit, as they always did, tumbling leaves about her feet and whorls, and loosening a lock of steel-gray hair from her braid. She tired of the wind, but the children didn't mind it, and she'd seen plenty of hawks using it as they passed south. The mountain her people camped on was aptly named Hawk Hill. Now, now, my children, she said. There will be time to play games and tell stories later. Right now, I need to see Ferdin. Ferdin, where are you? A tow-headed boy raised his hand, and the woman waded through the children to reach him. His face was drawn with circles under his eyes and a smudge of dirt on his chin. His shirt was not buttoned correctly, as if he had dressed himself. How's your mum today? she asked. She knelt to rebutton his shirt and straighten it out. Not too good, the boy said. Coughing real bad. When the woman finished with his shirt, she stood and pressed a pouch fragrant with herbs into the boy's small hand. Tell her to take this with a tea. A pinch thrice daily. No more, no less. It will help clear her lungs. Keep water steaming in a pot nearby for her to breathe. It will make her easier. You understand? Be careful not to burn yourself. When Ferdin's expression of worry did not alter, she tousled his hair and said, I'll be along to visit her this afternoon.
Now you go and see that your mum has some of that tea. Yes, grandmother, Ferdin said, and he darted off to a lean-to draped with a stained blanket, used both for privacy and to keep out the weather. The pouch clutched to his breast. She would see to it his mother pulled through. It was a tragedy that any child should lose their mum. She shook her head and turned her attention to the rest of the children. Isn't it time you went to your lessons with Master Holt? There was whining and groaning from the children, but no real rebellion, and she shooed them away, chuckling. Only one child remained after all the others left, a little girl who was the woman's true granddaughter, Lala. Lala was too simple in her mind for lessons, and she did not like playing with the other children, nor did she talk. So most of the time she shadowed her grandmother or played by herself. While the woman was Lala's grandmother by blood, she was also known as grandmother to all her people in the encampment. She birthed their babies, provided them with medicines when they were sick, cared for their wounds, and counseled them on matters of marriage and family. She also led them in their spiritual beliefs. When it came time to flee Sacker City and seek safe haven, it was her they had looked to. It was her they followed on the grueling journey across the country, all the way west to Merwell Province, sometimes traveling along roads, but more often than not making their way through the unforgiving wilderness of the Green Cloak Forest. It had not been easy, and not all survived the journey, but those who did expressed their gratitude for her foresight and wisdom.